I want to go in a different direction of the kingdom. And, and I want to start a series called Kingdom Keys. Kingdom Keys. And I want you to go to Matthew chapter 16, verse number 19. And, and we're just going to play with this for a few weeks as the Spirit of the Lord shall lead. But uh, Matthew chapter 16, verse number 19. And um, as, as you head over there, I want to, yeah, I want to just deal with that particular segment of this storyline. Jesus just got through telling Peter how, how, how he answered right. You are the Petra, you are the rock, and upon this rock, I'll build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail. And there is a revelation here that he begins to drop on his disciples. Jesus was the master of parables. He was extremely good at taking something that you could relate to to make you understand the kingdom. That's why we see verses like the kingdom of heaven is like, the kingdom of God is like, right? He was so good at that. And, and he did it, does it yet again in Matthew 16 and 19. And he says, and I will give thee. Everybody say, the thee is me. So you could put your name right there. I, I will give uh, 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 Rayshon. I will give Braxton. I will give First Lady Rogers. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Very important. The kingdom of heaven is a place. The kingdom of God is a method. So he says, I will give you keys, access, to the resources of heaven. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Same resources that are in heaven are the same resources that you can have on earth. Are you getting that revelation? So he said, he didn't say I give you keys to the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is a Method it is it is a met. What is the kingdom of God? The method of humility is a part of the characteristics of the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is like a farmer that sows a seed. So sowing and reaping is one of the methods of the kingdom of God, right? But the kingdom of heaven, although they are co-joined and they do, you know, kind of are synonymous at different points. But in this verse specifically, please recognize that the kingdom of heaven is a location. Amen. And he said, I would give you keys to that location and all its resources. This is why Paul said to the church at Philippi and uh, Philippians 3 and 20, he says, my citizenship, my conversation is on high. My citizenship is in heaven. Paul would often say, I'm an ambassador of Christ. When you are an ambassador of America in Italy, in Rome, wherever you are, you have full access to all the resources of America. Amen. America is inevitably taking care of you in the embassy by which you stay and, and, and reside. Well, Jesus and God, y'all, you wouldn't expect them to be inferior in their ability, would you? Yeah, they take care of their people. And so the Bible says, I'll give you keys to the kingdom of heaven. What did he say he would give us? Keys. What are we talking about? Kingdom keys. I'll give you keys to the kingdom of heaven. And bear in mind that after you get these keys, whatever you bind on earth 
will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose, whatever you unlock, whatever you open the door to on earth will also, this is going to be good today, be opened up in heaven. Why? Because you have the authority. You have the keys. Whatever you disallow will be disallowed. Whatever you allow will be allowed. If you bind it, I'll bind it. If you loose it, I'll loose it. Hence the point, all God needs is a man. Because of Adam's high treason, we're going to go there again today. Now the rules are all spirits need human body by which to function in, in the earth realm. So he needs a man to decree his, his will in West Charlotte. Anybody could have owned this complex. Any, any false religion could have bought it. Any dope dealer could be over here uh, 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 putting graffiti on the walls and, 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 and messing over the, the, this place. But because you took kingdom territory. Are you getting a revelation? Because you didn't allow it. Because you took up 12 acres on the west side. Amen. Whatever you allow here is allowed. Whatever you disallow will be disallowed. Are you getting a connection here? So he says, I'm going to give you these keys, and whatever you lock is locked. Whatever you unlock is unlocked. We're going to start a new series on kingdom keys, and today I want to put my topic on these three words. Lock it up. <laughs> That's what I want to talk about. Woo, I enjoy these kind of messages. If you don't like this kind of preaching, fake it, because I'm going to enjoy myself over the next hour. I enjoy the revelation of preaching the kingdom. Everybody say, lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. All right? Now, again, Jesus was strategic with his words. Because they would paint a picture of what we need to do. Now, if you're writing, keys are access tools. That's what a key is, generally speaking. A key is an access tool. And generally speaking, none of us have a master key to all of the different functioning elements in our life. Generally speaking. None of us have just one key that starts our Honda, unlocks our car, opens our door at work. None of us have a master key to all those areas. Stay with me. I'm going somewhere. And so the kingdom of God, Cheryl, is very similar. There are all sorts of keys in the kingdom. You got your keys on? You say, cool, can I borrow? There are all sorts of keys in, in, in the kingdom. And uh, as, as I take Brother Sekou's key ring, ironically, you know, if you take the bank key and try to unlock the secretary's office, you won't get in. But it's not because he don't have the keys to the secretary's office. He simply is holding the wrong key. So when you're trying to get healing in your body, if you are, instead of using the key of the name of Jesus, meditating, you still won't get healed. Now, meditation is good. On thy word, do I meditate both day and night, right? Meditation is important, right? But when you're trying to push the devil out and take authority, you got to use the key of the name of Jesus. Because there are all kinds of keys. You can't use the blood of Jesus for what you would use angels for. Angels are a key. 
Angels transport. Angels protect. Read your Bible. Angels carry packages. Amen. The blood of Jesus redeems. And if you try to get born again by confessing the angel Gabriel, you will go to hell. Michael doesn't save. Are you with me? Everybody say wrong key. Can I break this down another way? You all know, thank you, Brother Reese, that, um, I, you know, I got more than one vehicle at home. And, um, you know, I, I, my wife told me about the forecast last night. And uh, generally speaking, you know, sometimes I switch up and drive a different kind of car and all that kind of good stuff. But when she told me the forecast last night, how many of y'all know this was the wrong day for the Challenger? Right? Wrong day to drive the back-wheel drive sports vehicle. Right? Up the hills and valleys from where I come from with some black ice. Are you listening to where I'm coming from? Because sometimes not only can you use the wrong key, you can use the wrong vehicle. So when you're using angels where you should be using the blood of Jesus, and when you're using the blood of Jesus where you should be using the name of Jesus, are y'all with me? And when you're trying to use the Holy Ghost where you should be using God himself, you aren't getting the results that you should get because you got all the keys. You're just using the wrong vehicle. Jesus said it so well. He said, after this, you will no longer pray to me and ask me anything. So in my prayer walk, I'm not asking Jesus. Everybody say wrong key. He said, you will ask the Father in my Jesus is not there to guide you in all truths. That is the key of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> it's going to be fun. And if you don't have a relationship with the Holy Ghost, you can be born again having accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior, but because you are not filled with the Holy Ghost, you're still living an aimless life. Everybody say wrong key and wrong vehicle. And that's y'all why Satan beat so many Christians up. Because they're driving the Challenger when they should be driving the truck. And then you can be in the right vehicle and still deprive yourself from all the tools in that vehicle. Because if you have the Holy Ghost, but you deny and deny gifts of the Spirit, you deny and deny segments of the fruit of the Spirit, you are still void of what that vehicle can do. This is going to get good. I was driving to church today. Everybody say, use the right keys. And I was in my big truck, and as I'm driving down, I felt a little slippage because, you know, it's 5 a.m., and it's a little slush and black ice and 32 degrees. So I felt a little slippage. And then, like, the Holy Ghost said, won't you shift into slippery mode? It hit me like a ton of bricks on 85. I said, that's right. My truck has four modes. Y'all, the mode in my truck is literally called slippery mode. Why are you driving in two-wheel drive when you have more power? When you can go to slippery mode and you can handle that road. I went to slippery mode and it was, oh, army truck, baby, we ain't slipping no more. You got to tap into the power that's in that vehicle. You got to tap into the resources you already had. Everybody say, use the right vehicle but use the right key. Now, those of you who drive different cars, when you go home, you know, push the key fob for one to lock the other. 
mean, give it a shot, y'all. And, and it's not because we don't own it. It's not because it doesn't belong to us. It's not because we don't have full access. We are untrained in keys. And in the kingdom of God, I'm loving this, you've got to use the right key. When you're on your sickbed, you are not using the key that Jesus used in Gethsemane, not my will, but thy will be done. That is a prayer of consecration. That is not for when cancer is trying to ravish your body. Wrong key. You will die on that bed. No, that is the time where you dispatch warring angels. That is the time where you use the name of Jesus. Come on. You use the right key. Pastor, that's too simple. Yes, but that's the reason why many are losing. Prayer is a key, but there's different types of prayer. There's the prayer of faith. There's the prayer of thanksgiving. Some people die praying the prayer of thanksgiving because they never pray the prayer of faith. I'm just thankful to the Lord that he allowed me to live a good, full life. That's a prayer of thanksgiving. That's a good prayer. Prayer of consecration. Not my will, but thy will be done. But the prayer of faith saves the sick. James chapter 5, verse 13. And until you pray the prayer of faith, soteria, sozo, is not coming, which is salvation, which is healing. That word save, that word uh, healing in James 5, 13 on down to 17, it's the same word translated healing. So you got to pray the right prayer at the right time and do the right things at the right time. The prayer of agreement is a key. And sometimes you need agreement. When do you need agreement? One can chase a thousand, but two can put 10,000 to fight. How many of y'all know sometimes you need corporate prayer? Sometimes you need somebody else to join their hands with your hands. Because where two or three kingdom keys. Are you ready to go on this venture with me? So I just wanted to introduce it well, because I'm going to take you to another level of understanding the kingdom if you hang out with me as the Lord shall allow. There are some things, y'all, that you got to lock up, and the devil is not the only entity. I know we often say, bind him. Right. Sometimes you don't need to bind him. Sometimes you need to cast him out. (laughs) Praying the right prayers. But then you do need to bind his tactics and his strategies, right? And, but the devil is not the only thing, y'all, that you have power to bind up. And I want to talk you through that today. I want to show that to you in Revelation that we have keys by which we can bind stuff, we can lock it up. And one of the reasons why God gave you authority to lock something up is to give you time to get ready for it. Over in Exodus 23 and 30, The Bible says, I will drive them out little at a time until your population has increased enough to take possession of the land. What's your point, Pastor Gabe? Some pastor needs to just lock up his campus. The campus that he's believing to buy for the kingdom of God, lock it up. Amen. Do you know if you need a new car, you can lock it up. Y'all, folk won't even like that car. It's quiet in the room, but I'm going to go ahead and preach the kingdom today. Because, see, you're going to have to go ahead and get spiritual. You need a job? Lock it up. Bind it. Bind it. I commandeer that job for me in the name of Jesus. In the I take authority. No, no, no. Anybody else that gets there, they're just maintaining it until my new desk gets delivered. They're just maintaining it until some new HR policies come. But by faith and in the spirit, I, I lock it up. I'll drive them out. How? 
little by little, little by little. Little by little, when, when, this, when, when this church was over here, amen, and, and the opportunity was coming around, ironically, there were some people in it. Yeah, but guess what? They did. They maintained it. Amen. Till you were ready, till you got strong enough to come and take it over, everybody say, God knows what he's doing. God knows what he's doing. Somebody say, cooperate with God, cooperate with God. and lock it up. So there are things that you lose, y'all, but there are also things that you need to lock up. Matthew 16 and 19 is enough to prove my point, but will you go to Genesis 3 and 24? Woo, Jesus. Genesis 3 and 24, oh my God, help your people's eyes to come open to this revelation today. Because, y'all, if you ever get the revelation of your ability to bind, and we're not talking about witchcraft, amen? Come on, we're not talking about locking up somebody's husband. Hoping that his wife dies someday so that you can, no, 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 amen. I don't want to misteach anything because when you start getting into the laws and the rules of the spirit like this, it's real easy to cross over into error. No, 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 no. I'm talking about locking it up. And generally speaking, when you're locking something up, you're locking it up for kingdom purposes. There is a kingdom connection to it. Whatever you bind on earth. Well, pastor, you just said a car. Well, you need a car to get to church. (laughs) You need a car to get back and forth to all the things that you need to do. Y'all, I'm telling you, this thing really works. I've done it time in and time out. You can lock up your next vacation destination. First Lady Rogers and I have done that with a hotel before. Just lock it up. Whatever you need to do, you can get in there and you can lock it up. So now Adam and Eve have eaten of this tree that they should not have eaten of. Uh, and notice that God gives you the first example of binding. He gives you the first example of locking an entity up. The Bible says, so he drove the man out and he placed at the east of the garden a cherub, an angel cherubs, and a flaming sword, which locked up, turned every way to keep the way of the tree of life. Nobody could get in because the angel had locked it up. Are y'all getting this revelation? Now, before we go too far and miss the revelation of what I'm teaching you today, go to Ephesians 5 and 1, and let me just preach it out of my heart. Because you would say easily, well, Pastor Gabe, that's God that locked that up, you know? You're going to have to help me. Well, over Ephesians 1, 5 and 1, in the Amplified Bible, the Bible says it so well. Be ye imitators of God, copy him, follow his examples as beloved children imitate their own father. If God can lock it up, I can lock it up. Go to Romans 4 and 17. Can I preach it out of my heart this morning? So the angel, y'all, is standing in front of this tree saying, nobody can touch it. I've locked it up. Adam and Eve messed it up, and God spoke the word and decreed that from now on, no one can get in at this tree. I have officially bound that thing. Somebody say this with me. We have authority to bind things up. Now, notice that the tree is not the devil. Are you getting the revelation? I know you've been taught in traditional church that you just bind Satan, you bind demons, and you do. You put them in chains uh, awaiting judgment. You should bind them up. But, y'all, it transcends just binding demons. If you are on kingdom assignment, you can lock that thing up. Amen. 
You got a property that you're believing for, amen, so that you can uh, 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 build an orphanage village, amen, and God has spoken to you, and God has said it belongs to you. As faith begins where the will of God is known, you can go up in the spirit, and you can lock that thing up. Everybody say lock it up. I'm sure you're quiet because you're paying attention. Romans 4, 17 says, as it is written, I made you the father of many nations. Everybody say, whatever God can do, I can do. Before him who believed, even God, who quickeneth the dead, and calleth those things which be not as though they were. So how do you lock it up? You open up your mouth, amen, and you call it locked in Jesus' name, and then you don't cross the faith bloodline that you've crossed over. I believe I locked it up, and I'm not worried about it. It's coming into my hand. If I'm not ministering to anybody else, I'm ministering to myself today. Amen. I believe I receive it, and it's, it's done. It's a done deal. I lock it up. Now I'm going on about my business. Because there's an angel right there and can't nobody get in and can't nobody have it and can't. Come on. Because I have. You all don't believe me, do you? Let me see if I can teach this another way. I'm going to show you more scriptures, too. A few years ago, now many years ago, when I, when I was believing God for uh, the, the old dilapidated building that became my counseling center, I'll never forget getting there, and they were showing the property to, 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 to more than one person at a time. And uh, I happened to be there, and I knew the Spirit of God had told me, this is yours. I'm going to help somebody. The Spirit of God had said, this is your property. This is what I want you to do with it. And I want you to go down there and view it and all that kind of good stuff. There was another lady in the building at the same time who said, God already told me it's mine now. It's mine. This is my building. We're going to get this, and we're going to do thus and so. What did Pastor Gabe do at the time? Shut up. I didn't have to do nothing, Pam, because guess what I had already done? <laughs> I had already locked it up. Now, God spoke to one of us. We're going to see in 10 minutes. There's no arguments here. I, I, I have no objections. I, okay, all right. No, God done told me now. It's, it, this is my problem. What I'm trying to say is, is what God has for you really is for you. Come on. And as long as you lock it up and stay in faith and stay out of strife, come on. I don't care if Abraham Lincoln comes back from the dead. He can't get what God has for you. Lock it up in Jesus' name. So what did you do, Pastor? I went and prepared the bank documents. Because I knew what God had told me. Everybody say, lock it up. And if you're going to lock it up, you can't be anxious. You can't be one of those kind of people that's up and down. Come on, you have to have singleness of heart. Amen. You got to settle it. You got to cross the faith line, and you got to be predetermined that I'm not going back on that word. It belongs to me. It's mine. And now from now on to the deal closes and all your emails, use present tense language. It's not that we are going to own this property. Amen. We're excited to own the property. The great Kenneth Hagin said it so well, when you start talking, you locate yourself. Well, locate yourself that you are already there. The keys are in my hand, so I'm just excited. As soon as we get finished with inspections, we're going to close on what already is ours. All the agents are going to think you're crazy, but it doesn't matter because you're going to own what you have locked up.
Oh, I wish I was in church today. Oh, you're going to own what God has already said is yours. Lift your hand and shout, I'm locking it up. <laughs> the devil's not the only entity you bind. In the garden, he bound up a tree. God said, all right, go down there. Don't let nothing in. Nobody can get to that tree anymore. He bound the tree up. And then if you know anything about the revelation knowledge on that text and you read the book of Revelation, then he relocated the tree. Took it up by its roots and brought it to heaven. (laughs) Study that out. Right? But lock it up. Take authority. Y'all, we are spirit beings in the earth. We are not emotional beings. I am a living, breathing spirit. God created with his words. I create with my words. Hebrews 2 and 10, please. He holds things by the power of his mouth. I hold things by the power of my mouth. Are you all in here? I say he holds things by the power of his mouth. I hold things by the power of my mouth. Go over to Hebrews chapter 2. I said verse 10. Let's see if I can find it right for you. Hebrews 2. Y'all, we are in a word, a word operated, word dominated, word, if you will, facilitated nation, world. Amen. Everything you do, you do with your mouth. Let me get over there with you. Everybody say, I'm getting ready to start saying some things. Hebrews 1 and 3, please. Hebrews 1 and 3. I mean 2 and 3. Hebrews 2 and 3. Hallelujah. I'm getting ready to start saying some things. Last correction, Hebrews 1 and 3. All right. Who being the brightness of his glory and express image of his person and upholding how many things? How many things does he uphold, church? But what does he uphold them by? By the power, the word of his power. By the word of his power. By the power of his word. By the word of his power. His words, let there be and there Word of his power, power of his word, through his words, through his words, he created. And I'm an imitator of my father as a dear son, so by the power of my words, I can put a stamp, I can put chains on something that rightfully belongs to me. That's what God did when he put that angel in the garden. By the power of his word, he made a determination that nobody else was going to touch it. You know what he did, Kristen? He locked it up. I can tell this is going to bless you. Amen. Everybody say, I'm locking it up. That's not the only place where we see it locked up. Let me pick up speed. Go over to Joshua chapter 6. Woo, Jesus. Joshua chapter 6, verse number 1. Now, I'll say this again. You can write it if you want to. All locking up primarily works for kingdom purposes. Connect your agenda to God's agenda. So when I lock something up, I'm doing it for a kingdom purpose. Amen. There's a real reason why I'm locking this thing up, because I'm connecting my agenda to God's agenda. Somebody shout, we got power. Yeah, we got power. Go over to Joshua chapter 6. You think Joshua had a kingdom agenda? You think Joshua had a godly agenda? Let's go over to Joshua chapter 6. This is some good stuff right here. I think a few of you already see where I'm going. But the Bible says, out of my translation, now Jericho was securely shut up. Jericho was on lockdown. Jericho was securely, straightly shut up. But why was it shut up? Because of the children of Israel. (laughs) Why was it on lockdown, church? Because of the children of Israel. You remember the story of Rahab and the rest and how they were in fear? 
Amen. So the city was boarded up. It's a twofold meeting. They had locked it up so that nobody could get in. But notice that it was also locked up so that no one could get out. No one could get out. The kingdom purpose was in place. It was straightly shut up. Jericho was a property. Nothing got in and nothing <laughs> Y'all going to get that revelation about 10 o'clock tonight. You're going to jump out the bed and you're going to be like, oh, Jesus, nobody can get in my house. Amen. You mean the house that belongs to me that I'm going to live in for kingdom purposes so that I can serve you with glad? Nobody can get in what belongs to me. Nobody can get in. Amen. Whatever door you shut, no man can open. Somebody open up your mouth and lock something up right now by faith. In the name of Jesus, nothing got in, nothing got out. But who was it for the purpose of, Melvin? The children of Israel. Y'all, it was shut up for them. The victory was coming for them. Straightly shut up. Yeah, the people were afraid. Don't misunderstand it. But it was shut up for them. None went out and none came in. And here's the revelation of what you have locked up. Joshua chapter two, uh, verse number two. And the Lord said to Joshua, see, everybody say, take a look. I have given Jericho into your hands. Everybody shout, it belongs to me. Now, y'all, can we pause for a second? What are you doing walking around with keys to something that belongs to you and never cranking it up, never going in, never accessing it? He said, see, Joshua, pay attention. I've given it to you. It belongs to you. See, I've given it into your hands and the king thereof and the mighty men of valor. Go ahead and go to verse number three. We're almost home. And you shall compass this city, all the men of war, and go around the city once. Thus thou shalt do that six days. Go to verse number four, please. And seven priests shall bear before the ark seven trumpets of a ram's horn. And seven days you shall compass seven times. And the priests shall blow with the trumpets. One more verse, y'all. And it shall come to pass. Lift your hand. Is that not good news? You know, mama, it shall come to pass. It shall come to pass that the thing that has been straightly shut up and locked up for you, it shall come to pass that the husband that's been locked up for you, it shall come to pass that the vehicle that's been locked up for you, that when you start shouting, oh, man. Let me see if I can prove that point. Go down to verse number 16. Y'all just put it on the screen. That when you start praising, look at it. And the seventh time around when the priest blew the trumpets, that Joshua said to the people, shout, because God has given you the city. When you start praising for what you have locked up, it's going to come into your hands. No, I mean praise them like it belongs to you. <laughs> Is that all right, Tyson? Lock up your scholarship, boys. Lock up what God has given you. Lock up what God says belongs to you. Go ahead and bind it up. Woo! Oh, come on, take your seat. Unless you really believe God's going to do it. <laughs> Amen. Come on, take your seat. Unless you're real excited about the fact that the thing that belongs to you shall come to pass. Hallelujah. Everybody say this with me. I already have what I'm going to have. 
So I'm going to act right now like I already have it. I'm not going to wait till the battle's over. I'm going to shout because the Lord has given me the building. The Lord has given me the city. The Lord has given me the house. All I got to do is lock it up. No, you can have a house. You can't have mine. You need to lock yours up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You can't have what God. Amen. What God has for us. If we stay in the will and plan of God, baby, it's got to come to pass. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, take your seat. And it shall. Good God Almighty. Woo, that thing is stirring right here. It shall. See, don't get discouraged. Be not wearing well-doing, because camera due season is coming, and it shall come to pass. Just praise him like you already got it. Just thank him like it's already here, because it is. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. I'm trying to finish this message. I'm trying to finish this message, but somebody in here knows that it shall come to pass. Somebody knows. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. It won't bother me if we praise this one out. Oh, hallelujah. Woo, Jesus. Come on, take your seat. Because the key to understanding it shall come to pass is to denote that it came to pass. See, sometimes you're in your it shall come. But that's the faith walk. And you can't get weary in it shall come. Y'all, the reason why the Bible told you be not weary is he knew that war weariness would try. When you have locked it up, you believe by faith. We're going to talk about seed sowing in this series. We're going to talk about all those kind of things. When you have released the right words, you've got to stay stuck on it came to pass. Notice he started off by saying it shall. It's going to happen. But you've got to stay stuck on it. Everybody say, lock it up. Amen. If I don't preach any other revelation out of this text, I just want you to get that. Amen. Because it's already done. And there shall be a fulfillment. Uh oh, hallelujah. There shall be a what, church? Fulfillment of these things. Now go over to Nehemiah chapter 2 and verse number 20. Are you being blessed this morning? Because see, many of you in here, you get all just befuddled and thrown off. Because when you lock something up, the next thing you do is start looking at your resources. When you're believing for a house, when you're believing for whatever it is, whatever the thing is, amen, the next thing you move to is, do I have the right degree for the job? You start moving into human ability. You move into rationalization. And that's why uh, the Proverbs writer said, acknowledge him in all your ways and... Lean not to your own 
understand. Y'all, God is going to do stuff in a way by which you could have never fathomed, wrapped your mind around, put it together. I mean, he is just going to be God. And I really want to preach that revelation out because the quicker you get that, the more you'll relax. When you stand up and say, hey, we're going to build a building debt free or we're going to buy a building debt free. Man, you're not in pressure about, well, what are thousands of people going to think if it doesn't come? Well, what, what, who is the God, though, that I serve? When, when I made that proclamation, I didn't say it was going to be debt free because of how much money I got. Right. I was never on the hook. It's just my job to lock it up. Back to the text, Cheryl. I give you keys to the kingdom. You have access to the resources of heaven on earth. And when you put a draw on your heavenly account by putting the keys in the safe deposit box, you can go in and get whatever tools you need to get any project done that God says you can have. Can I walk you through that revelation? Listen to what Nehemiah said as people try to discourage him. Everybody say, God does it. Now, really get this. Don't read this verse too fast. It's very important. Who does the prospering? One man planteth, another man watereth, but God gives the increase. Well, Nehemiah gives you a version of that same statement. Listen to what he says, Sister Karina. Then I answered them, or then answered I them, and said unto the discouragers, said unto the people that you ain't married yet? You still down there at that faith church? Yeah, and kind of, yeah, yeah, huh? All the tongue wagging, talking about, yeah, all the Babylonian people, yeah, you still ain't, yeah, you done sold all that money, you still ain't got nothing yet. Uh huh. But I answered them. Everybody say, answer the tree. See, Jesus got mad because the tree was being too loud. He answered the tree. Read the text. The Bible says Jesus answered the tree. You got to answer some trees in your life. Some people who are stuck in the mud, they ain't going nowhere, but they got everything to say about your progression in life. Don't get mad at me because I trust God. Don't get mad at me because I believe in seed time and harvest. Don't get mad at me because I believe in corporate worship. You got roots deep and going nowhere. Solomon said it so well, I think it's Ecclesiastes 11 and 3. He says, where a tree falls, that's where it will lay. Some people are nothing but trees. Unproductive lives. You ever seen a tree fall in a forest? It's just, it's just all it is is a home for termites. It's just going nowhere. Squirrels bouncing in and out of it. Other animal life coming in and out of it. Get from around the trees. Amen. Take your seat, please. <laughs> Hallelujah. Get around somebody that believes in your dream. Yes, yes. Get on somebody that when you tell them I'm locking it up, they saying, baby, I'm locking it up with you. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. We're going to buy the Spectrum Center? All right, I'm locking it up then. Come on. Let's do it. Why are you mad at me for staying in faith? I'm not requiring nothing of you. Amen. You want to be broke? Be broke. But I'm locking up my money. No. In fact, I'm putting a draw on my money. I'm going in my heavenly account, and I'm unlocking, amen, all the harvest off of seed. So, so don't get mad at me. Come on, take your seat. But God does it, dear. Isn't that all right, Sylvester? When you get out of your own resources, Lord told me to buy it, and then you start saying, well, look, God, okay, but God, how am I going to buy it? You missed it. 
We got 5,000 people to feed. We're not going to get food. You missed it. We got 4,000 people to feed. Two different cases. Where are we going to get food for that? You missed it. I didn't tell you to get food for them. I told you to release faith for them. Kingdom authority for them. Everybody say, God gives the increase. Listen to what Brother Nehemiah said to the naysayers. Then I said to them, or I answered them and said to them, the God of heaven. Well, I give you keys to the kingdom. Keys to the kingdom of what? Heaven. The God of heaven, he will prosper us. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm going to give you a new slogan. I might put it on a T-shirt and put this scripture there. Uh, but everybody just start decreeing. God's going to pay for it. All right, I'm going to make somebody real mad. I'm getting a new house, and God's going to pay for it. I'm going to build a whole village for orphans. God's going to pay for it. I'm going to start a Christian school, but God's going to pay for it. I, I don't pay for any of it. Look there in the shop. God's going to pay for it. God's doing it. God's going to do it. Hallelujah. Woo! So I answered them, and I told them, Rhonda, I said, come on, take your seat. You, you guys are pu pushing pressure on me. I said to them, the God of heaven, he's going to prosper us. Seemed like Nehemiah knew something about some kingdom keys, even before Jesus got here. No, God's got to pay for that. God's going to make that happen. All he told me to do is use the right key. All right, um, some of you in here are mechanics, so this exercise is not for you. So, you know, sit this one out. But if you're in here and you're not a mechanic and you knew exactly how your car drove to church today, I'm talking about the drivetrain of the car, where the transmission connected with the whatever else, where the engine, where the catalytic converter is in your car, what all the pistons do. Come on, if you're in here and you knew how your car, not that your car drove to church, but you knew how your car drove to church. Go on, lift your hand. I'm not talking about mechanics. I'm talking about the, the, you know, the general public. You just knew. Thank you all for being honest. But you know what you did? You drove the car. Because it wasn't up to you to figure out how the car works. It was up to you to recognize that the car is a vehicle to get me from point A to B. I'm not trying to figure out how it works. All I do is drive the car, but come on, the car does what the car does. All I do is trust God. God does what God does. God prosper. God makes ways. He opens doors that no man can shut. Lift your hand and shout, God's got to do it. I'm just going to drive the car. I'm just going to show up. <laughs> come on, take your seat. Hallelujah. Woo, Jesus. Man, I got to let this thing go. Y'all are just, y'all working a brother today. You're making me happy, though. Amen. You know why? Because we recognize that we got keys. And today's lesson, all day long, and I'm not going to be much longer, it's just about locking it up. Pastor, you have said that 100 times because you need it repeated. It bears repeated. I mean, you got to get that revelation that there's some things that I just got to clamp down on. Yes, devil, you can't do what you want to do because I'm going to lock you up. I'm going to lock you up, but then I'm going to lock up everything that belongs to me. We know something about binding the devil, but do you know how to bind your stuff? I said, do you know how to bind your job? Y'all, why do you want to bind the job for kingdom purposes? Because if you start making six plus figures a year with bonuses, the kingdom of God can move faster. 
And there are a couple of things the devil is afraid of you having, but namely money. He doesn't want you to have resources and things and stuff because the moment a believer comes at y'all, the owners of Hobby Lobby are, are Christians, right? We all know that, and I don't know them personally, uh, but Christian family. And um, Bill Hobby Lobby stood for the cause of Christ down through the years, would not uh, uh, extend their insurance for uh, abortion medications and things of that nature. Well, when Hobby Lobby uh, came into resources, take note of the, of, of the reality of, of what also occurred. Not only were they able to raise up a Christian organization, and you know, when you go to Hobby Lobby and go shopping, you hear Christian music. If you ever pay attention, there are hymns playing over the, you know, there's an ambiance in Hobby Lobby, generally speaking. But y'all, uh, when, when God wanted a Bible museum built in Washington, D.C., Guess which family? I mean, in gross fashion, bankrolled that project. So now, amongst all of the other icons in Washington, D.C., the African American Museum, the Holocaust Museum, the Smithsonian, all that kind of neat stuff you can go and see, you can go to a Bible museum. Well, guess who don't want a Bible museum there? Right? So kingdom people got to be like kingdom minded and start saying, no, I want more resources. No, I want to be able to do more. No, I want a better job. No, I want to expand. I want to take the limits off because when I come in too, there's some advancing that can occur in the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Is that all right, church? All I got to do is, is lock it up. Amen. We're almost done for the day. But uh, look at this thing. Uh, and, and, and locking it up includes three things. I've already taught it out, but I'm just going to wade in the water right here and we're going to get ready to close. Number one, it includes binding. Amen. It includes binding. No, number two, it includes loosing. Are you still with me, church? Yes, it includes loosing. But then number three, what you just got through doing, it includes praising. Amen. Activation of the power of God. It includes praising. That, my friend, is a key to the kingdom. Amen. You bind it, you loose it, then you praise it. What are you loosing? You're loosing your harvesting angels to go get it. What are you binding? You're binding whatever the it is that you're believing for. So I go up in the heavenly Sakara and I lock that product up and I send my harvesting angels to go get it. And I believe I receive by faith that they're bringing it to me and I bind hindering spirits. Come on. Daniel chapter 10, the spirit of Persia was a what? Hindering spirit. I bind that hindering spirit. I loose the power of God. I loose angels to bring it to me. And while they're on their way, what do I do next? I said, what do I do next, church? Praise. I praise them for it. I begin to thank them for it. There was a time when we were in the school, and I got to tell some of these stories, and particularly for some of my new members, because, you know, you, you may not have been there during that time, but, y'all, I know KCC must have thought I lost my mind for about a year because, y'all, I didn't care how good the music was that Sunday. I didn't care if the praise team was on it or not that Sunday. While we were believing to come into this campus, y'all, I tell you, for 52 weeks, I shouted 
every single Sunday. It was hilarious. I remember times where I start dancing, nobody else was dancing in the room, and I just tell them, y'all just have to wait for me till I'm done, because I knew I had a promise from the Lord. So I became undignified. I'd sweat my suit out. I'd glorify God. I didn't care what people thought. I didn't care if folk wanted me to go on with the service. I didn't care if folk wanted me to go ahead and close the message out. I didn't care what they were thinking in the back of their mind. I glorified God until I came into what God said was mine. Don't you think blind Bartimaeus and the woman with the issue of blood looked and sounded crazy? Shh. Uh-uh. No, I'm getting healed. Hey, Jesus. <laughs> Girl, you ain't supposed to be out here. You're unclean. Oh, I'm going to touch his him. Y'all say whatever you want. And she did it discreetly trying to hide, but I'm going to touch his him. But she was an unclean woman. Are you with me? So, yeah, y'all, if you're going to lock up, if you're going to bind and loose, you're going to have to come a little uncouth. You're going to make some noise and this, all that. I'm cool. I just don't do all of that. I just, that just ain't my demeanor. That, no, 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 baby. If you're going to lock up what God has for you, sometimes you won't even feel like it. Sometimes you're tired in your body, but you're going to have to command your soul to rejoice. Can we practice that right now? Come on and command your soul. Oh, I don't see you commanding it yet. I say, I don't see you commanding it yet. Command your soul to rejoice over what God says is yours. You're going to lock it up. Everybody say, lock it up. You all believe me, but come on over here to Psalm 67 and 6. I I, I want you to understand this. Because, y'all, after you have bound that thing, after you have loose angels to go get it and you bound hindering spirits from stopping it, your next step is praise. Amen. Your next step is rejoicing until it comes to pass. Start at verse number 4, and I believe I'm going to close right here because it it won't take me long to get this out. In fact, start at verse number 3. Let the people do what? What should the people do, y'all? Praise Praise thee, O God. Let all the people praise thee. Oh, let the nations be glad and sing for joy, for thou shalt judge the people righteously and govern the nations of the earth. Now, this is really, really important because many of you, and I'm just going to go ahead and drop this on you right now, Many of you went on ahead and you sowed some seeds a week or so ago. I'm getting ready to show you how to get your harvest to come up real, real, real fast. Are you ready for this? I'm getting ready to show you how to loose abundance real quick off of a significant seed you sowed. Let me see if I can break it down for you. Then I'm going home, and I hope you are too. Let the people praise thee, O God. Let how many of the people? How many of the people should be praising? All the people praise thee. Then what's going to happen next? After I've sown my seed and praised him, then shall the earth yield her increase, and God, even our God, shall bless us. Will you please tell the ground to yield what belongs to you? Go ahead and loose my harvest. Go ahead and loose what God says is mine. Go ahead and give God praise for the abundance coming your way. Hallelujah. 
then shall the earth. When the earth's going to yield a harvest after I praise him, when the earth's going to come up with everything that I've sown after I water it with my praise, when am I going to see the abundance I've been believing for? Glory to the Lamb of God. Woo! I need to see six people in here that know you got a promise, that believe that over the next 30 days, you can see some massive abundance, massive favor coming into your life. All I need is about two or three. Hallelujah. Woo! Woo! Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Then the earth. Then the earth. Then the earth shall yield her increase. Hallelujah. Oh, it's on its way. It's growing. First the blade, then the air, then the full crowing. I wish you'd see some stuff coming up around you in the spirit. I wish you all come on Amen. Amen. I wish you see some stuff coming up around you in the spirit. I wish you see some blossoming of what God promised you. after you praise them right. Because according to Amos 9 and 13, behold, the days are coming. Behold, the days are coming. Amos was an end-time prophet. Behold, the days are coming, saith the Lord, that while you are planting, a week after you put $1,000 in the ground, behold, the days are coming, that after you are planted, that the plowman will overtake I'm going to be planting and harvesting in the same. Oh, hallelujah. If you know it's harvest time. Oh, come on, act like you know. Act like God is the God of an abundant harvest.
people some time.
Oh, 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 oh,